Hello, and welcome again to the Sower Podcast. My name is Paul Zapula, and it's been a little while, uh, about seven months. Uh, seems like I took a little sabbatical uh, from speaking regarding the Word of God and regarding the encouragement that the people of God need so much in these days of Noah that I call them. They're much like the days of Noah that Jesus predicted uh, would be the sign of his return. And what I'd like to encourage you today is the scriptures speak to us regarding being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That's from Ephesians chapter 6. Put on the full armor of God. The psalmist says, God is my strength. God is my rock. God is my refuge. We talk about putting on the armor and the helmet and the breastplate and the equipment of the belt of truth and of the shield of faith and the breastplate of righteousness and our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And we take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And the shield can quench all the fiery darts of the liar, the deceiver, the schemer, our enemy, our adversary, the devil, who Peter says prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him firm with your shield of faith up that you would not succumb to these accusations by the prince of the power of the air that is now at work in the children of disobedience. As the scripture says, and once we once walked and had our way of life as we indulged in the flesh and the world and indulged our mind in these things and were by nature as the rest, children of wrath, I'm quoting from Ephesians chapter two, but God, rich in his mercy because of his great love in which he loved us, made us alive when we were dead in sin and trespass, when we were being governed by the prince of the power of the air, now at work in the children of disobedience who continuously reject Christ and live in darkness without him. He made us alive. He revived our dead condition. And now we're alive. And now we can see. Now our eyes are opened. And now we can live for Christ and not self. We can live for his kingdom and not the kingdom of this world. Now we can bring light into darkness. Now we can bring truth into lies. And to be strong in the Lord, as he told Timothy in his last words, in 2 Timothy, he said to him, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. In chapter one, he told us, he told him, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Therefore, join with me in suffering for the gospel's sake, according to the will, purpose, and power of God. You see how that's all kind of interwoven, intermittent, and fused together. Suffering and power gives birth 
to God's strength in a believer's life. And the apostle lived that out. When he told us to be strong and when he prayed in Ephesians 3 of his prayer for the church, that, that we would be growing in this knowledge and depth of understanding of Christ's love for us and this might and power that resurrected him from the grave. And chapter 2 is the power that now abides in us. What I found is that this power comes through the difficulties, the hardships, the disappointments, and the failings of our weak bodies. Often, it brings forth God's strength and power. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul says, the thorn in my side became to me the power of God. The very thing that was making me weak made me dependent upon God who worked through this. And that's why he can say, I will boast all the more of insults and disappointments and weaknesses. And those weaknesses oftentimes come in the flesh that our bodies are maturing and aging and failing. And we do get sick and we do suffer in the body weaknesses. We do not have an immortal body. We don't have a perfect body. We have a body that is undergoing the stress of aging. Now for young people, and I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed out begging bed, bread, but I can tell you, I'm not as strong as I was in my 20s. I'm doing everything I can physically to try and stay in the most optimal health I can from eating and dieting and so forth. But eventually, my body will succumb to the weakness that's within it. And that's the temporary existence that it has until it gives birth by death to eternal life that Jesus promised me. And what I want us to understand is that the scriptures are teaching us something about weakness and God's power. The apostle said that the weakness I'm enduring, I will boast about so that the power of Christ might rest upon me. Now, that is what you might call a paradox. And the scriptures are full of paradoxes, lies and truth and darkness and light and good and evil and God and the devil and all these various contrasts but this paradox that we have in front of us in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 2, give us an insight that will encourage us to understand that God has not abandoned us in our weaknesses. God has not left us alone in our 
frustrations and trials and weaknesses in our body. God has used these things to bring out his strength. And I was talking to two people in Dunkin' Donuts the other day, and there's two things I really enjoy. And, and they both have the same process of getting to me. And one is espresso coffee, and the other is olives and olive oil, okay? But I don't eat espresso beans, and I don't eat many olives. But what I like is the extraction of the oils and liquid that come from them. And what I was sharing with these two women behind the counter in the Duncan store was, look at your machine. It has these beans and it literally extracts the coffee with pressure upon the bean to an espresso taste that differs from regular coffee because of the extraction method. And I use that as an opportunity to share with them, Jesus was crushed for our iniquities. Jesus prayed in the garden and the pressure was so great upon him. Luke records this pressure as being great drops of blood the weight and the pressure of Jesus praying to the Father that the cup of God's wrath would pass from him, but not his will, but God's will, the Father be done, was so great upon Jesus that it was like crushing him to the point of his own pores would ooze out blood. Now that's an immense amount of pressure. And I use that as an illustration of an immense amount of pressure that goes into the bean to extract, that goes into the olive. The olive undergoes extraction and it undergoes pressure. Isn't it something that Jesus prayed in the olive garden? Isn't it something that was an olive garden there? And it represents things that will be pressed but through the pressure, oil for healing, oil for light in those days, oil for medicinal purposes was used. So there was something good coming out of the extraction. And we take that to 2 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians chapter 2. And the great prophet, one of the minor prophets that I get so much life and so much hope from is Habakkuk just three chapters, but he really went through a difficult time in the obstinance and rejection of the people of Israel and the invasions that were going on at the time. And he said these words recorded in verses 17, uh, I believe it's through 17 through 19 or 20, it ends the chapter there. Though the fig tree does not blossom, neither be fruit on the vine, nor herd in the stalls, nor the olive branch doesn't bear its fruit. And all these things were happening all around him. There was nothing but famine all around him. There was nothing but unproductive food all around him that would not grow to sustain his life. That's weakness. 
That's weakness all around him. Yet he said, I will joy in the God of my salvation. Salvation was extracted from the weakness and the poverty and the famine that was all around him. The Holy Spirit would come upon him through these things that he was enduring and witnessing and experiencing and bring about within him the joy of his salvation. He said, God is my strength. God is my strength. Even though the fig tree that I yearn for is not bearing, even though the olive tree, which I need for light and medicinal purposes, is not happening, even though the food in the stalls from the milk of the goats and the cows are not giving forth, even though the fields are barren, God is my salvation. Now that's extraction. That is extraction. Everything was being pressed. And what it was producing in the heart of this prophet was the revelation that God was his strength, that he would joy in his Christ, in his Messiah, in his God, who promised him, I will make your feet like hinds feet that I might walk upon my high places. And so I tell you today, as I told myself and I told my wife when we were enduring some hardship, let us speak the words of the prophet Habakkuk over this. Let us not just see what's happening. Let us let it extract God's truth to us. Let it pour out of our very being. The words, I will boast in my weaknesses because the power of Christ is residing upon me. Let the sickness extract the Lord Jesus and be magnified in my weakness. Let this disappointment extract God's sovereignty and strength and provision. Let this difficulty extract the message of hope and promise that my God is able to do exceeding abundant beyond all that I think, ask, or imagine. It's an extraction that's going on in your life right now. It's not your end. It's the beginning of his truth of life, hope, help, healing that's coming forth from this. For when you are weak, God is strong. Christ is strong. He was pressured in that garden and it oozed out his blood. And his blood is our victory. It was through his pain and through his suffering and through his enduring such hostility of men that he is now exalted. 
And that is ours when we pass through these things that we go through in this temporary life, on this temporary transitory earth that we live in, which is soon to pass. As I said before, we are in the days of Noah. And what type of people must we be? We must be like Habakkuk. We must be like the apostle Paul, who said, I will boast in my weakness because I know then the power of Christ will rest upon me. That doesn't necessarily mean that we dance around in our weaknesses. No, we humbly begin to understand that there is something good coming out of this. God is extracting his strength through my frustration, through my disappointment, through my loss, through my grief, through the things I don't understand. And we need to speak the words of the prophet Habakkuk over everything that we're going through when it's times of difficulty, times of frustration, times of disappointment, and say, God is my strength that he is taking these things and he is making my feet like hinds feet and I am going to walk upon these things and I am going to come out of these things and when I come out of these things, it's because I was weak that now I am strong. It's because I passed through a valley of suffering and grief and sorrow and pain that I am now strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, take these words that are from your word and minister them and quicken them to the person that's listening now who's walking through a valley. And that valley could be a valley of the shadow of death. It could be a valley of the shadow of cancer. It could be the valley of the shadow of loss and grief could be the valley of the shadow of disappointment and it could be a valley of a shadow of just not knowing it could be a fearful place and I speak Lord over that individual right now that God is your strength and you will joy in the God of your salvation and he shall give you hind's feet, and ye shall walk upon these things. And ye shall come out of weakness with the joy of the Lord being your strength. And I pray these things in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Goodbye for now.